to another episode here of Africans Talk Football. Um, uh, we we had a big link, big big link this past weekend. All four of us, even though Mike's not here with us currently, uh, we all went down in Cincinnati to, you know, support our brother in arms, Salam, as he graduated this past weekend. So, salute, my good man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys for coming. Show you got to show up for the sure, big events. Man. Absolutely, always got to show up for the big events. Appreciate it. But um, you know, before we get into it again, just want to say thank you to all of you out there who have been with us through this, you know, this whole season, this 2021-2022 uh, football season. As you know, we cover the Premier League, but we like to touch on all the lo- other leagues as well. Um, we appreciate everybody showing love on all of our social media accounts and just. Just making sure that we're on our A game. A lot of you like to comment, you know, and, and battle us about our top four teams. But, you know, that's what we want and that's what we appreciate. So thank you to everybody out there. Um, so before we do get into this episode, though, we do have to say rest in peace to Mino Rayola. Um, huge, huge, huge agent in the football world. It was actually crazy because what was it on? Tuesday or Wednesday when we first got the report that he had died, which was, you know, yeah. a little premature. Um, What day was that? Do y'all remember? I think it was, I think it was like, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Yeah, it was midweek. Yeah, yeah it mid-week. was midweek where we got the news that he, you know, he was in really bad health conditions. Um. And then he sent out a tweet. I'm not sure if it was him personally, but there was a tweet sent out from, you know, his account. It was definitely him. Y'all ain't get me yet. I'm still breathing. And then, you know, shortly oh, after, I think about 24 hours later, he was pronounced um, yeah. dead in the hospital by his family members. So we just want to say rest in peace to all his family, all his friends and all of his clients. Uh, you know, we, we may not have always seen the best side of him, but, you know, everyone's human. And he was just doing a job and he wanted to make sure that his clients got treated, you know, with the utmost respect and, you know, got the money that he thought they deserved. And obviously he has vested interests there as well, but just like Rich Paul, man, you can't get mad at an agent for wanting the best for their clients. You know, that's what they're paid to do and that's what they're going to do. Um, and the best clients end up getting, you know, the best players because they know what's best for them and they, they don't go out without a fight. That was the one thing that, you know, Rayola did, um, just to, you know, name some of his notable clients. He had Paul Pogba, obviously, early Holland, um, Verratti. I didn't know he had Verratti as well. Donnarumma, Mathis DeLitt, Moise Keane, Dumfries. So he had, you know, a whole bunch of high level. He had Zlatan, too. He had Zlatan, he had Zlatan for some time. Yeah, he had Lukaku yeah. at one point. Yeah, he had Balotelli for some time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously one of the most famous. Yeah, bro. He had he had everyone for he was like the rich Paul Loki. Yeah. He has Lingard now. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I didn't have Lingard now. I was just looking at the list. But yeah, man, I mean some some just like high profile, very high level players. So you know he was one of the ones that everyone wanted to go to. You know, he probably had his pick of the litter of who he chose as a client. So rest in peace. Um, I'm not ex- exactly sure what happens now with his clients i'm sure the agency will take care of them um but it's just you know it's you never really want to see that as much as we may have had our our differences with the guy um he was a he was a staple in the football world that's for sure yeah i mean i think um 
in terms of like player representation, he was he was the, I think he was the best. I mean, changed the game, like yeah, contract wise. Yeah, and I mean, I think he, you know, he puts all of his players, like you said, Cornelius, in the best position to make as much money as he can. Because at the end of the day, it is a business. The same way that the clubs would, you know, act accordingly if they needed to make business decisions about their players. I think that you know he gets painted out to be this, you know, villain, but you know he's just doing his job, and you know he's 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 doing a he did a really good job, you know, at it. But yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, thoughts go out to his family, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, obviously this is a, a football podcast, so we have to talk about things about football, but. I am interested to see what happens with, um, you know, his clients, you know, obviously like I'm sure the, the agency will probably take over, but I don't know. I mean, like, it's interesting to see how, like, you know, does it do, do some of his players go to certain teams? Cause I, I can tell you, Mino, Mino Rayola had wanted nothing to do with Man United. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't know, but there are a few players on his, you know, uh, list that, you know, any team would want to get. So it is interesting to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, thoughts and prayers to his friends, family, close ones. Um, it's always tough to hear, to hear that, especially, I think he was only 54, mm-hmm. you know, in the grass game, that's still a very, very young in age to, to not be here anymore with us. But, um, as we switch gears, before we get into, you know, our team's top four, top six, I want to congratulate Fulham for officially yeah. winning the championship and being the first team officially promoted to the Premier League. So, Mitrovic, my boy, we're going to see you next year. Yeah. Hopefully you can uh, help your team stay up. And unfortunately, Norwich, y'all <laughs> have been relegated. <laughs> <laughs> so Pookie, we'll see you probably in a few years. I'll see you in two years. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in a couple back. years. Mm-hmm. Go we'll back, back regroup. You know, do what you got to do to to get back up to the top level. But uh, um, anything y'all want to say about the championship? About we should probably talk about the relegation race a little bit. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. It's it's always Cornelius and I were talking about this past weekend. Um. It's always because when we we're watching. I think we we're watching. We we're watching actually Norwich go down, um, and you know, Chris and I were just like, you know, it's it's just a sad day, you know, when like it finally sets in for that team. Like, man, we're not in the Premier League anymore. But at the same time, it's really not because that's what you earned. Yeah. You know, that's what you deserve. You guys, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's what you earned. Bro, I think Norwich like, didn't have a win through, like, like the first 15 yeah. weeks. It was bad. You deserve it. It, it was <laughs> bad, bro. And it's like, you know, it's, it, I as as I guess, as heartbreaking and, you know, as sad as it actually is, and, the, like, the reality of it, you go back to those matches that we've watched throughout the season, and it's like, I'm sorry. You just can't do that and expect to stay here. Yeah. You, some of the things that that you've done, like West Brom last season, when West Brom came in and did the something that they did, there's no way, absolutely no way that you know you can stay in and you know get through. So, you know, it's a sad day for those for that club. Um, you know, I think Watford would be shortly following them. Um, it was tough to you know they Watford and Norwich played you know at the same time this past weekend, yeah. and. Uh, it was tough because Watford was up 1-0. 
and Burnley came back and won 2 1, another team also in the relegation race. And even Sissoko, their captain of Watford, before the match said it like, this is a must win. If we don't win this, we are going to go down. And, <laughs> you know, hearing that from him pre match, them going up 1 0, buzzing at home, yeah. and then to go down to one and lose it's tough you know you know and everyone sees it you know the fans you, you see in the fans faces the coaches faces everyone's you know just shaking hands like this is probably it you know it's a change it, it's in six tough. points I, I mean you you go from having all three points to now getting zero points and the team that's directly above you getting that additional three to just widen the gap you know it's one of those things where <laughs> at the end of the year just like Gabriel said you're going to go back to those games and be like this is where we could have changed the season. Obviously, it's a little too late, but it's no, just I, sad. It's I just feel sad. like I feel like Watford and Norwich. It's too many games that you can go back to. Like those two teams specifically, way too many matches we can go back to and be like, "Bro, this is just you're just not you're not up to par. You're just not at this level." But I mean, that 18 spot is still it's still wide open. Yeah. So um, when you look at the 18 spot, Everton got 32 points at 18 spot. Leeds at 34 points, 17. Burnley at 34 points, 16. So 16, 17, and 18 are all up for grabs. That could be either of those three teams, to be honest. And I don't, to be honest, <laughs> no one knows who's going to stay up. Like, no one knows that third team. I personally want Burnley to go back down, but, or not to go back down, to go down, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, they fired Son Deitch. I mean, they Yeah, they've been buzzing. Like... <laughs> they've been yeah. buzzing, bro. So it's like Burnley's on this three-game win streak. They're 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 buzzing. And then, you know, Everton's on this, you know. I mean, not on a win streak at all, but they've been playing much much better as of recently. And they got to well, I mean, we'll get into Chelsea later, but they got to win this weekend against Chelsea at um at home. Or so and then, like I said before, this is always my thing from the beginning, not beginning of the season, but like half midway through the season. Leeds is still in position to go down and they are on the downfall. They're they're trending downwards right now. So that 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 those three teams right there are all kind of in the hot seat. Um, you know, some are kind of doing better than others. Obviously, Everton, you know, with having two games in hand, that get, obviously gives them the advantage, especially with being at, playing well these past couple of weeks. But, I mean, they're in this position for a reason. You never know with these teams. And, you know, it, some of these teams have tough schedules coming up. Tough, tough schedules. Like, Canoes and I were talking about it. Arsenal holds the fate of, like, holds the league in, like, a weird space because... For many different reasons. For many different reasons, because we're trying to we're fighting for top four, possibly top three, but we're fighting for top four. Um, and then on top of that, top three. we play <laughs> we play Leeds and we play Everton. So, you know, announcers have been saying it would be we play Everton the last match. Day, Cornelius, match day it's top three. It's top three. We can get into this later. We'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get into that later. You but, can say whatever you want. But <laughs> but, but no, like, you know, we play Leeds this this upcoming week. Um, on Sunday so if we beat them you know that's those are three points lost they could go down into that into that 18 spot if Everton wins and then we play Everton the last week of the season so you know it could be a scenario where we need to win to get top four and Everton needs to win to you know stay in the Premier League so I don't know Arsenal's in this in this weird space but yeah that, that bottom three race is interesting man really do, interesting. You, do you think Watford regrets I know we talked about this uh or like 
a while back, but do you think Watford regrets firing Claudio Ranieri? Because I, I, I see no change into them. And, and, and like, when I think about like, you know, the, like, I, I guess those teams are kind of more, I don't want to say desperate, I guess, but there's more of like a sense of urgency in terms of like making changes when things aren't going well, because you're not guaranteed another year. But I don't know, man. I, I think firing Ranieri was a did not help them. And no. if they go down, I don't know, man. I think that was a. I think it was premature. Like I feel like that yeah. fine was very, very premature. It never really should have happened that quick. Um, but hey, I mean, that's the decision that they decided to make. Either way, I don't see them getting out. I mean, I think they're going oh, back yeah. to the championship. So, yeah, I feel like with teams like Burnley, like Watford, when you have a Sean Dice, a Roy Hodgson, you know, a Claudio Ranieri, you keep them because not only have they been with the club for a little bit, but they are managers with themselves who have a little bit of, you know, they, they have a resume to them. They're not just any run-of-the-mill guy that you're just picking up to try to yeah. save this team from relegation. You know what I mean? So, for me, I'm with you, Salam. I, I, I feel like with those type of teams, you have to stick with the manager a little bit longer. Now, if you get to match week 30, match week 32, you know that, you know, we're getting relegated. Then you part ways. You know, it's, it's some more mutual. But midway through the season, this is a team that just came up from the championship. Obviously, a lot of them aren't used to being here. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, I feel like you do stick behind the manager. Kind of kind of like what Leeds did. You know, they stuck with Bielsa for a little bit and then said, you know, it, it hasn't worked. Obviously, we gave you a decent part of this year we're going to go with something new. And that was a little bit early too, but, you know, we've seen Leeds start to pick it up a little bit. You know, besides that City loss, they were undefeated in their four matches previous. So Leeds is doing what they, you know, they're doing their best to stay up here, you know, through through the thick and thin, through their injuries and all that they had. This I year. still think they dropped, bro. I, I still, I know it's like a, it's like a dark horse, but I still think they dropped this season. And it'd I mean, be crazy. It'd be crazy. It's not even that wild though, because their last, Five matches are all tough. I think they're all top of the table teams. If you want to look at Leeds, their remaining schedule is Arsenal, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford away, and then Villa away to end the season. So it's like they don't really have they don't have no leeway. You know what I mean? So with a lot of these teams Those are all that they teams. have to see, you know, they're they're mostly top of the table teams. It's tough. You're gonna have to dig out a win somewhere, and I don't or or, or a draw. Their best chances are Brighton and Bradford. So they got Brighton and those at home. Those are both away, bro. Those are terrible matches to play away. Uh, Brighton at home, and then Brentford away, then Villa away to end the year. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking more about I'm like Brighton at home for them is still tough because Brighton's been playing well. But it's like that Villa and Brentford away. Brentford's not an easy place to go and play. And neither is Villa, to be honest. So it's like, and Villa's okay, just actually, a much better team. No, so their Villa, Villa games are friendly. Oh, the last okay. four are Arsenal, Chelsea, Brighton at home, Brentford away. Okay. That's still, still though, that's still tough. Those four matches are tough. Ooh, we, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get out. I don't see them beating us this Sunday. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't see them beating Chelsea. I don't after those two losses, I don't see them beating Brighton and then Brentford at home to possibly stay up. I mean, or away. Uh, I think I it's know, in their man. best interest to stay up because I mean they're gonna get torn apart. All their players are about to get poached. Yeah. 
Calvin, Calvin Phillips is going to get out of there. Yeah, Rafinha, sure. he's out Rafinha, of there. Yeah, gone. Rodrigo, I, I mean, not. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I feel like. Uh, I think, I think Bamford will probably get poached from somewhere. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, there are a lot of. I would say even like guys like Jack Harrison. I would, I would leave. Yeah, no. I think a lot of players are from there are going to get no, poached. He's down with the cause. I mean, he just signed a deal. That's yeah, but he'll probably stay. Yeah, but signing a deal is just security for the club, to be honest, low-key. Like, yeah, that's right. There's nothing because, guaranteed. Yeah, nothing's guaranteed. So you want to sign that person to that deal just so when we're talking price tags for a release clause, they can say, okay, he's worth this because he's also on this deal too. So, that's right. you know, it's, it's partially business. Like when, when Calvin Phillips signed that new fat deal – Come on, bro. I didn't. I knew he yeah. wasn't gonna stay there for the next five, six years. Come on, like he's not staying there. He's he's just trying to get a bag, and then they're trying to cover their tracks as well. So, you know, it's, it's strictly business. I mean, it's not strictly business, but it's it's a lot of business, just like you said earlier. So, no, I mean that that does make sense, and we'll see about these uh, about these teams like Leeds. We'll see if they get picked apart and what they look like. It'll be a big summer for a lot of these teams. Um especially the top table teams. I feel like a lot of them are trying to bolster their teams up. Teams like Villa, even Palace, you know, they, yeah. they're they starting to find an identity. Teams, you know, managers like Vieira are starting to create what he believes is a team that could fight for, you know, maybe not top four yet, but top six for FA Cups, Carabao. So it's going to be an interesting year. Um before we, t- you know, before we hop into our teams, we could talk City and Liverpool a little bit because they're both still finding wins. Um, y'all think City slip up? No. <laughs> the answer is I don't really see it either. I uh, I don't I, see it. I still um, I think that those two teams are like obviously the best two teams in England, if not. You know, amongst the best teams in the world. Obviously, they're in the latter stages of the Champions League, but just based off of City's schedule, man. I, I, I mean, we we watched that Leeds game. I mean, it just seemed routine. I, I, I felt like with, with Man City, they're a team that they don't even need to get out of like second, third gear, uh, for them to win games, for them to dominate games. I think it's just, I think they're just that much better than everybody else. I don't see them slipping up. I mean, we were talking about possibly like if Liverpool somehow were to slip up against Villarreal, how that could, you know, potentially hurt them, you know, going forward. But I don't know, man. Man City is a, is a tough team to beat. So, yeah. To be honest, the, the only team, the only team, bro, I can truly see them slipping up to would be Wolves away. City? And I think... And there'll be a draw. And it's solely because I think Wolves is good defensively. I think yeah. Wolves will just pack it in. And if they can at home, because Wolves is at home. Smack 3-0 to Brighton. I understand that. But what I'm saying is when when you're Manchester City, every team is looking towards playing you. Yeah. Like everyone wants to ruin your season. For sure, everyone absolutely. wants to we we're at City. Let me show out because you never know. If you play well against City, you might get signed somewhere else and get a bigger contract. So yeah. when you play City, you kind of you get up for those matches no matter what. So and that's what I'm saying, you know, with how decent Wolves is defensively, I could I could see like a nil-nil city gets frustrated, just can't break them down type thing. Like, but that's the only way I that's the only time I really see them dropping points. Everywhere else is just 
I don't see them dropping. I mean, I feel you to your to your point. Liverpool just got out with a one 0 win this past weekend. You know, yeah, Newcastle made it hard for them. Yeah, so, so I can see that. You know, it's just one of those. It's one of those matches where you know you go to Wolves Stadium. It's going to be rocking. You're playing City and fans behind them. You have a 12th man in the fans, and it could. I'm not. Hey, you, the Premier League is a very interesting place. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Any given Sunday. Any you're right. Any given Sunday. So, um, so yeah, I, that's the only place I see them possibly slipping up. But to be honest, I, I really don't. don't Fair enough. It. Now, so general consensus, we both think both Liverpool and City will, you know, get maximum points through the rest of the year in the league. Yeah. But to flip to Europe now, they're both in the semifinals and they both have, you know, a little different situations going into this week. Liverpool plays tomorrow. They play away at Villarreal, but they're up to nil on aggregate. And then City. <laughs> they have to travel to Spain and they are up for three on aggregate. But after that first leg, the second leg could go either way for real. So when you look at their prospects in Champions League, how do you think these matches are going to go uh, tomorrow, Wednesday? I actually think um, Real Madrid is going to beat Man City. Um, I. I think um, they they rested all their players over the weekend. Uh, they secured La Liga, by the way. Um, you know, shout out to them. Shout out. Shout to, out to them. Yep, Don Carlo, Carlito, Carlo Ancelotti. Um, but I don't know, man. I think them being well rested. Um, I mean, Benzema came in. He didn't even start. Gave and scored, <laughs> and then right. just you know did a quick little walkthrough. Got a got a goal and and and. I don't know. I think Real Madrid is a different beast. And the, the one thing that I saw um, in, in the first game that I really haven't seen all season was, I don't know, like City, I'm not saying like City don't like concede chances. I'm not seeing, like saying that they have like bad moments in a game, but some of the things that them, some of the mistakes that they were making and, and some of the situations that they found themselves in, I was like, you guys usually don't find yourselves in these situations. And that I think that just speaks more of how good Real Madrid was. And I think Real Madrid took it took them a while for them to wake up a little bit. I think they went we went down what two nil and then they came back yeah. bang bang. And it was just like just when you thought that they were trying to like, you know, separate themselves, they came back. And I think that at some point, I think that that could that could get to Man City because I feel like there's not that many teams that show resistance against them. Uh, and, and I'm curious to see over the course of another 90 minutes away, what does that look like? You know, yeah. I, I don't, I ain't gonna lie, Salon, that's a great shout. And I look, you agree. I don't know if city get out, even with that goal in hand, I don't know if they get out because for me, that Madrid game, if I'm looking from a Madrid perspective, I feel like that's a win. And from a city's perspective, I feel like it's a loss for them because city easily could have gone up three nil. Yeah. Easy three nil, four nil in the first couple minutes, <laughs> like for sure. could have gone up to three nil in the first couple minutes could have ended the game early. 
Because, you know, if you go up 2-0, if you go up 3-0 in a match, it's low-key a dagger. Like, that third goal is a a game killer. So, for them wasting those chances, like, Mares wasted a chance, Foden wasted a chance. Um, I think there's somebody else wasted a chance. And then Mm -hmm. to keep Madrid one of those teams where if you just let them linger, they're going to find it. Especially in the Champions League. You can't leave a team like that just lingering around waiting for something to pop out, especially with a player like Benzema. You can't, bro. So, you know, for Madrid, you know, they're they're still down a goal, so they still have to go and get a goal. So, you know, that's going to be tough, but they're at home. It's their cup. You know, it's it's the cup that they've won the most um, out of any other team. I don't know. I think... It's going to be extremely tough for City, and I would not be surprised. One, I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes to overtime, but one, I wouldn't. And two, I wouldn't be surprised if, if City, you know, gets knocked out. Yeah, it's 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 going to be real tough. Playing in Spain is not easy, especially with the travel and all that. It's not easy, man. It's not case back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not gonna be back there. They got Ruben back. They got John Stones. He won't be back there. No, but... Kyle Walker will be back there too. Yeah, because he was suspended because he got too many yellow cards. I think. Yeah, and Kyle Walker was a loss too because they had to start Zinchenko. Um, so Kyle Walker on Vinny would definitely help. Um, but but Vinny is smoke. <laughs> I'm so, I mean, yeah, it's just sure. you know, it's Fernand. What he did to Fernandinho, I mean, that was just. They're I think hurting. it was irresponsible to put Fernandinho there. Uh, and to I mean, they, he had to. They though. had no, they had no one. No, yeah, because John Stones is injured. I forgot John Stones yeah. is injured, so they have injuries yeah. at that right back position. Um, so they they really had no choice. It's it's gonna be tough. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be tough if if he, if uh, Kyle Walker is isn't on Vinny's side. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a long day for us on that on that right hand side for sure, for sure, for sure. Do y'all got predictions for that game? You, because I, I think it's gonna be a three-two, four-two. I think yeah. it goes Madrid way, bro. Honestly, I, I think it might be a, I think it might be a two-one overtime thing. That's what I was gonna say. I think it's gonna be two-one overtime. Let's see, yeah, I think the they're, they're, they're gonna be patient on getting the goal. I think that like, that's what's important, and and then at that point, it's just. You know, it's just a game at that point. Do we just need to, you know, score more than the other team? But I, I don't know, man. I it depends on what they line up. So what I realized that Ancelotti did for this past game is that instead of putting Casemiro in there, he put He's Valverde. Injured. He moved Valverde back and started Rodrigo, so mm-hmm. he could have a little bit more speed in the middle, and he kept Modric. Casemiro suspended or injured or something like that. He's suspended. Oh, was he that's why he, that's why he didn't was. play in the last Champions League game. But then in this past game, I don't think he well, he did start. He did start. No, he didn't start in the last one. He didn't. He didn't play against uh City. No, no, yeah, I'm no, talking, no. I'm, I'm talking it. about the league game. La Liga. The, league game. The, oh, the, last, oh, oh, oh. the last Champions League game, he was suspended. Yeah. Okay. That, but honestly, that was, that was I, I. But honestly, it was probably a blessing in disguise because there were times where City countered. And if they didn't like Valverde would with, with like dropping back, making sure that he got back, you know what yeah. I mean? And I honestly think it worked out in their favor because yeah, obviously City had more chances in the first half that they could have put away, but there were also chances that I saw mm-hmm. that be you know what I mean, that coulda, shoulda, you know what I mean? But there were chances also that got broken down quickly or yeah. the defenders were able to come back and recover because there was a little bit more speed in the mid. Yeah, so I think you're right, Cornelius. I think he has to start. 
I think Valverde has to start. I think it's a no-brainer. To me, that right wing position for Real Madrid is just dead. I I, I think that they've they, they've they've struggled to find production there, whether it be Rodrigo, Back. whether it be Asensio. Yeah, they'll have spurts. I think Asensio scored over the weekend. I think Rodrigo had a I think Rodrigo had a brace over the weekend. He had a brace. He had a brace. But it's just like. I don't know, man. I've also like with him. It's yes, he's young, but everything just comes and goes like in waves. And like for me, with all the points that you said, Cornelius, I think that Valverde should start in that. I guess start in that right wing position. Yeah, and just let him just provide more defensive stability. And then with Casemiro back, I mean, bro, I like my chances. I think they have a better midfield than City. I think Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric is better than De Bruyne, Rodri, and Whoever. Bernardo Silva. Either Bernardo Silva yeah. or Gundogan. Gundogan, whatever. I like my chances with those guys. They've been there, done that. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't gonna, you ain't near it's, it's, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, it's, it's really hard it's to argue see. with that. City Especially could usually come out and dust them three. <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying. Like, but I don't I feel know. You though. Well, yeah, but you know, right, though, that experience, man, I mean, experience is, is something different. I mean, if you have Champions League, I mean, it's all, all of Madrid's teams are two, three-time <laughs> Champions League yeah, winners from sure. the starters to the bench. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're right. It's like going to be tough. Yeah, when you think about it, it comes down to like that 80th minute, that 85th minute. Like, who still got gas left in the tank? You know what I mean? Because Gabe and I were watching that Burnley game, man, that they broke down in the 81st minute and the 84th minute. The goals, I think, we're three and a half minutes apart. It's yeah. like, bro, you're up one nil and you can't hold these last 10. Mm-hmm. And that's what experience can do for a team. It's like, it's not even this was, it's the last 10. Yes. But it's like when, when teams like teams like Watford, when you get scored on once, it's like their entire confidence goes out the window and they completely shut yeah. down. Like you just can't, that's what, that's what separates good teams from bad teams. Like that's, I, I want to say that's a soul factor but that's one of the big factors like yeah as a, a good team won't get scored on and then you know two minutes five minutes later even seven minutes later get scored on again like that's very rare for like for you know bigger clubs better teams you know a lot of the bad teams they'll get scored on two times in five minutes or three times in seven minutes and it's like dang and then now there's no way back kind of even if you come back and make a little resurgence you're still down two goals and it's like it's it's tough to get that back so so yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. This. This. These. These matches tomorrow and Wednesday will be games of margins. Very, very small margins of. City can't go back and Mares can't go and be selfish again. Foden can't go and be selfish again. If you're selfish, you have to finish because if you don't, like like last match, it'll come back to bite you. Sure. Simple as that. So. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about the City matchup. What about Liverpool? They play tomorrow. Do we think? Is a dunting or can Emery pull a, a rabbit out of his hat? I think it's dead. I think it's dead. I think I think the minute Villarreal exposed themselves, <laughs> Liverpool's going to get a goal and then yeah. three 0 down. I don't think it doesn't yeah, help that they're down two, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they have to come out and attack. Yeah, so. they, from the jump. Yeah, from the beginning. You know, so yeah, I don't. I see Liverpool getting a goal, and then after that goal, I feel like Villarreal just kind of be depleted at that and. I mean, I'm. I wasn't gonna be watching that game in the first place, anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching City. So, yeah, but no, I think on different days. I mean, so you you can watch. I mean, both. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, true, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think Liverpool's gonna get through. 
I think. Or I think I don't think Villarreal is going to get through. I think Liverpool will beat them, and uh, it'll be Liverpool City. I don't know. Yeah, I which think is, everybody's waiting for Wednesday, which is crazy because like they've just like for for <laughs> like England and Europe just is like it's just between those two. So yeah, yeah, crazy. I think it says a lot about those two teams. It does. It does. I mean, I've been saying it. We, it, we're all just waiting to, to catch up at this point, you know. And and I think Mike said it a few weeks ago. The only difference between Chelsea and the rest of the Premier League is our manager. When it comes down to it, we we our players aren't fully there yet, but our manager is able to, you know, compensate for what we may lack in talent on the pitch. But when you look at City, when you look at Liverpool, they have brilliant managers and their managers have constructed their team. They've built a team that they think has what it takes to go and compete week in, week out in multiple competitions and compete at a high level. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You know, I mean, that's what you got to strive for. So it's cool to see. Um, hopefully we get there. But I, I still think we are a couple of notches off and, you know, to just segue into our game since obviously we're going to go first here. Mm. Uh, it just was not good enough at all. Everton was fighting for their life. And I think we, you guys were for my life. Yeah. We, 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 well, we just in that. You guys <laughs> nah, you see, and that, and that's the issue with being in like the third place spot we're at. We know that we're not going to win the league, obviously. And we know that we're not going to drop out of the top four, or we shouldn't at this point. Yeah. But at the same time, it's hard to get motivated. The only thing I, I and I said this last week, the only thing I'm looking forward to, honestly, is the FA Cup, because that is the our only, only thing chance for silverware. Yeah, it's our, it's our only chance for silverware. <laughs> Yo, so how the, how the tides have changed. Mans was talking treble. Yeah, treble. So, but but why would I not? But why would I want? Why why would I not think treble coming off a Champions League win? Seeing that we were supposed to get Lukaku, who, by the way, was a fraud and he was a flop. So we, we, we can call him double F, you know, Fendi no, belt. We, we can get him a Fendi belt or whatever he wants. Fendi belt. <laughs> he was a fraud and he was a flop this year. That uh, we, we just got to go ahead and say it. So when you have all those factors, you you got to have to be realistic. You know, you have to change your expectations based on what you're seeing. And it's tough coming out of this year, knowing that our only chance for silverware is possibly an FA Cup and knowing that we have to go see a good Liverpool side. It's not like we're about to go up well, against you, scrubs. You the Club World Cup and you had the Super Cup. That's where it started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where the quest started. They still might get in trouble. You still, still all you need trouble. is three. Mike wants three. I, I don't care. I don't think he really cares what three. If you guys were no, still it's... sponsored by Fly Emirates and you were still in the Fly Emirates Cup. Hey, hey, hey what, what, what do they have on the front of our shirts? They got the three, three eh? Yeah. <laughs> so we got to I mean, get that third. Cornelius, next year, you're, we you're gotta not going to have many sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we coming with that. We coming with that L.A. money. Don't worry nah, about y'all gonna, it. Y'all going y'all gonna to have the Walmart blues on. Uh, <laughs> the, the bully bunch going to get us together. Don't worry about it. But um, but to get back to Everton, it it's funny because Gabriel says this all the time. You make a mistake against a good team and they'll punish you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how we made a mistake against a team that's fighting relegation. Yeah. Still got punished. Life. It's like, bro, what are you doing, man? Just clear the ball. 
That um, was just like a that was a howler. That was just it's, like there's what are you there's doing? that's two now though. He did he had one against us. True. He did. This he one did. was worse. Or, well, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, what's it called? But anyway, but yeah, it's. But yeah, I mean, uh, in the grand scheme of things, this was the biggest game of the year for Everton because yeah. now every game is the biggest game of the year for them. They're literally fighting for their lives. Luckily, they have a game in hand, so they should two, have. They got three. They got three. three? They have three Actually, games. Technically, technically four. They only, they only played 32 matches right now, right? Or there's 33 now. They've only played like 33 matches or something like that. Like they they have mad matches to play. Yeah. So they have a game, Three. at least at least two games yeah. in hand, it sounds like. Which this was probably one they looked on their schedule and they said, if we can just come out with one point, we are in, you know, smooth sailing. That's good. And they got all three, which is something that I know they didn't expect. So for them, um, you know, Frank kudos did. to Frank. Kudos to Frank because Super Frank. I've been on here and multiple times I've said he needs to earn his stripes. He needs to go ahead and learn to be a manager. And as much as I don't agree with him being in the top flight right now, this is a massive win. And if Everton is able to stay up, they're going to go back and this is going to be the game that they all look at and say, this was it. This is what gave yeah. us the confidence. This is what gave us the belief that we could actually go ahead and, and stay up. So I know it's not been smooth sailing for Frank, but I got to say kudos to him um, for getting that win. And then I got to look at Tucho and say, bro, this was bad, man. This was really, really bad. And I hope that you can use this as a teaching point because we play Liverpool in 12 days. May 14th is when the FA Cup final is. So we have one more match in between this and the FA Cup. We need to get motivated again because if that motivation isn't there, I as a fan, I'm going to be a little salty. And by like a little salty, I'm going to look at this year. I'm going to be very, very frustrated that we left with nothing. Uh, I mean, like Salam said, FA Cup, Club World Cup, or I mean, Club World Cup, Super Cup, all that is cool. But that's so far ago. For me, that's the end of last year. That's a culmination of everything that we did in the previous season to get into the FIFA Club World Cup. Mm-hmm. To get able to be able to play in the Super Cup, which again is at the beginning of the year. So all that stuff has been 2021. That's done. I want silverware this year. So for me, I just need to find the motivation in my team because it it doesn't look great. That's all I would say. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about this match, but that's what, what, what do you think? What do you think the what do you what do you hold the drop off to? Because if you look at Chelsea over the past month, month and a half, you guys have been pretty average. If you want to, if you ask me, like a very, very average side. So, like, where do you do? You, I and do you, do you? I mean, I can tell you what towards, personally I think. You push it towards the Roman thing. Do you push it towards you know? Man, I wish Mike was here. Yeah, right? and and but but I can <laughs> tell you personally. Personally, I can tell you what I think, and I could be spot on. I could be you know. Little right, a little wrong. But personally, I think, yes, I've said this, you know, since we've got the sanctions, a little bit of our team dysfunction, whatever you want to call it right now, the the level dropping off definitely has something to do with us not having an owner right now. Obviously, I'm not going to use that as a crutch. I ain't going to say that's the whole reason we're bad right now. 
But like I said last week, when you're a little stressed, you start to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And, and that's just with everything. You know what I mean? So I think that is in the back of every player's mind. Now, that being said, we've had spells where we've been very, very great. We've had spells where we've been not great at all. I think another level or I, I think something to attribute the, the drop off was losing to Madrid, man. I'm not going to lie. I think that hurt us a lot more than, you know, the, the, the average fan will think. I think we, after that first leg, I think Tucho knew that he got the lineup a little bit wrong. And I think he really went to that second leg with all the belief of, hey, we can actually win this. Because you, could saw, you saw it in our play. I mean, we went up 2-0. We got that third goal and the belief system and, and everywhere. It looked like, yo, we can actually do this. And I think losing, going 120 minutes, losing in the fashion that we did, it just takes a little piece of you out because you're like, oh, we were so close. Like, we were so close. We wanted to run it back. So I think that, again, takes the motivation of the team throws it out the window because now the only thing we really have to look forward to is the FA cup. And it's not the same. It doesn't mean same as a champions league. We know we aren't going to win the league. We know this is our last chance at silverware, but at the same time, we know that we're in third place. We know that unless we really, really do terribly over this next month, we're going to be top four. So a lot of our team is young. There's a lot of uncertainty with, who's going to be here next year, who's not going to be here next year. We just figured out that the bullies are going to be our owners. So that's kind of a relief, I guess. But at the same time, it's just a whole bunch of moving parts. And I think when you look at the course of our year, starting back in 2021, or if you even want to look at 2022, since, you know, Russia, Ukraine conflict happened, there's just been a lot with our team inside and outside that, we can't control, but we still have to go every day and do our job, you know, as the players. So that that's my best answer, bro. Like, I don't really know what to tell you because you can't really look at anything over the last couple of months and say, like, dang, like this, like we haven't really had like major, major blips. We've had that two or three game run where we lost, where we, uh, who we lost to Brentford and then we lost to, I think it was Madrid back to back. And then we lost one more game in the league or we drew another game in the league. But we really haven't had like major, major blips over the course of the season. But you see that like the level, it kind of just will go in a roller coaster type of wave. We'll have two good games that will drop off. We'll lose by two and then we'll have a good game here and then we'll we'll draw and then we'll have a run of two good games and then we'll lose. So it's not been one thing specifically, but I think a culmination of, you know, just this entire year. And what they've had to deal with, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, Cornelius. And especially, like, echoing your last point, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I mean, it's been a long season for all of our teams for different reasons. But when you look at, like, going into the season and where you're at now, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's safe to say that, you know, aside from winning, because you still got to win the world, the club world cup, you still got to win the, 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 the super cup. Like, I don't know, like it's, I think it's been a little bit of an underachievement, but, but again, you guys have been through a lot, you know, you with this owner situation, that's a factor. I think people being in and out of the lineup for injury reasons. I mean, 
I don't know. This is just from the outside looking in, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like Conte, like, I don't know. It's just like, he's a big piece to like what you guys do. And like, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup and like, I'm not saying like, you know, like, are these injuries like, like lingering injuries, but you know, that's just something that I'm worried about just because I think he's a caliber of player that's really influential and without him, I mean, you know, it's hard for you guys to really, you know, be the best version of yourselves. I also think just having, I, I think this is a reason, but like Lukaku, I mean, who at the beginning of the season, everyone thought that he would be firing goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are in, in these moments, like you'll still have blips like this throughout the season, but that's when your hundred million dollar striker is supposed to come in and bail you out with a goal here, a goal there. You know what I'm saying? And that also hasn't, you know, really panned out. I think those three things, you know, the owner, the the, the things not really working offensively and, you know, the, the in and out of, you know, people in and out of the lineup with injuries, that that's a big deal. It's a big factor on like why you guys are kind of just stagnant you're not bad but you're just not like you're you're not the team that you know you didn't we didn't you didn't progress how we thought you progress for sure it wasn't a, it, we thought the progression would be okay now you're on the champions league you did this now the progression is okay now you're on the par with the liverpools the cities you're going to be competing for you know a three-legged race that's what we thought it would be and i don't think the progression is quite what we thought you know but be. the owner, the owner situation, that's a big yeah, deal. Threw, yeah, no, I threw I mean, it that's back. that's that threw a huge wrench into like everything. I mean, no one saw that coming. So mm-hmm. I mean, that is a big deal. But like, but but I say that to say this, in spite of all that, you, you guys have managed to maneuver all of that pretty well for most of the majority of the season. Sure. And I think at yeah. some point, and I think at some point, I think we've just reached a, at least I think I think we've just reached a a, a point in the the season where you know some of those things are kind of hard becoming harder and harder to overcome yeah it's uh it's interesting man and again i don't i don't want to use anything that happened to us as an excuse or a crutch but when you have a younger team when you have a team that was really on the highest of highs and they go to the lowest of lows with uncertainty and not knowing what might happen with you know the future of our club in the next couple of months that could take a toll on you. You know what I mean? So the injuries, you know, losing players, losing ownership, having to play the most games out of anyone else in the Premier League, at least up until this point, probably will be Liverpool or City because they're still in Champions League. But I mean, we play like close to 60 games, bro. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of underlying things that I think we don't think about on a day to day basis that has affected our team. But just like you said, all that being said, we still have a chance to win silverware this year. We still are top four. I think we've been top four all year. Maybe we dropped out for a couple of weeks. So you have to look at the year as a whole, kind of like what we are saying about Bayern and PSG last week and say, hey, maybe we didn't reach the goals that we wanted to reach, but the goal, you know, the season wasn't all in L. You know, we got a club wow. World Cup. We got a Super Cup even though those went to 120 minutes, like we are still able to do what we needed to do. So it's cool, man. I, I'm frustrated as a fan because I came into this year thinking we was about to run shit. Like mm. I'm looking at our team from last year, like, yo, we brought everybody back. So why can't we and run? Shit? Added. You know what I mean? And we added more, we added a lot more. And it's funny just so we can uh, switch gears to, 
to unite a little bit, I remember at the beginning of the year when we had our predictions for Lukaku, when we had our predictions for Ronaldo. And we I was asked just thinking how many that. goals were they each going to get this year. I honestly don't know what Lukaku has in the league because I can probably assume it's under 10. Less than 10. We can check. We can check. But, mm-hmm. but Ronaldo scored his 18th goal in 28 games today. He has 18 and 3 in the league. And you said he was going to get 20. And he has two more games to do that. So <laughs> it's funny how you like look at some of the older episodes and then you mm-hmm. kind of recap, you know, in present sure. time. And you realize that a lot of people thought Ronaldo was the issue. Mm. I mean, we've been saying that all year, but everyone thought Ronaldo was the issue, yet he has 18 and 28. That's a lot more than a lot of other people can say in the league. I mean, Lukaku, by, by the way, Lukaku has five and 23 matches. Mm. want to put that out there. Damn. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I, go ahead, Gabriel. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, um, I think um, it, after watching the game today, uh, to, to your point, your last point, Cornelius, Ronaldo being the problem, I don't, I, I, I don't see how that was even thought. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who came up with that. But that is certainly not the case. I think that he could be. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. I just want to say one thing. I remember your first Champions League game against Young Boys way, 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 way back. Yeah. I forgot who got the red card. Was it Fred? Somebody got a red card and Wambi Saka. Wambi Saka. That's who it was. And Ole had to make a managerial decision to take somebody off, go a little bit defensive, and he took off Ronaldo. With like 25 minutes left, and I'm just like confused. Huh? Out of everyone on the pitch, you take off the one guy that can find a goal? The, the man of the match, by the way, because Lingard played the, the, the game-winning goal, the assist for the – what's it called? But, I mean, that's just – that's Ole. And uh, Ole's, you know, poor decision-making. I, I, I've said previous times that the former manager was not very, very good, nor was he qualified to be in the position that he was in. And, you know, rightfully so, you know, what needed to happen happened. But – um, as far as Ronaldo being the problem, I never saw how he was an issue. I think the only way that he was perceived as a problem is because I think he probably came in and you, you know unsettled some of the players that have been really comfortable for the past three, four years. Um, because the, the standard just quite frankly isn't good enough. And if you watch the Brantford game today, from today, I mean, I thought that we looked fine. Uh, I thought that we've looked fine for the past few games with a a few players not in the lineup. Um, I I think naturally with the way that we want to play, with the way the manager wants to play, with the way that a top team should, a big team, you know, I would imagine that would keep most of the possession would, they want to play higher up the pitch. So because we're controlling possession and with the, Specifically with the center backs that we had, they had the mobility and they had the pace to recover if, you know, if something went in behind. With Maguire, we don't have that. I, I, this is not like a, um, like a personal attack on him as a person. I just don't think that he's very good to, to, to play for our team. And I don't think that, and to captain the team. And I mean, Gabriel, that's a great point too, even just from a leadership standpoint. Um, I don't know who, I think Bruno had the armband today, but we all know who the captain is. I don't think that he necessarily needs to have the armband to lead. I mean, he's during the game. I mean, during the game, he's telling you where to go. 
Like, you just have to listen to him, follow him. You know, this is a man who's done it. Like, like he's not only has he done it, but like he's done it like multiple times. And I I just always thought it was, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting that how could he be the problem when none of these guys have won anything? You know what I'm saying? That are currently at the club. And I think without guys like McGuire, without guys like, I mean, even our outside backs. I mean, I think Tellez and Delo have been doing better than Luke Shaw and Wambisaka. That being said, Delo, my goodness, you have to work on your crosses because shit, my nigga. Yo, like, <laughs> wow, bro. It was like, bad, bro. yeah, but, but, but even, even, in spite of their limitations, I still think that their outside backs, uh, that our outside backs that we play with today are better than, you know, what we usually would have went with. And I mean, I, I think like Matic, you know, having a player like, like having a player like that, having a player like Mata, I mean, Mata to me had a great a performance shift today. He put you know in what I'm a saying? Shift. Yeah. He's great. just put in a shift. He had an assist he, as well, I believe. Yeah. And I and I think yep. from a creativity standpoint, he gave us composure. He gave us a he, he gave us somewhere to like, you know, put the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because none of none of our players are comfortable. You know, we have a midfielder in Scott McTominay who isn't comfortable on the ball. So every time that he gets the ball, he's looking to to, to just get it off quickly. He hides. I, I, Mike always laughs, but I'm telling you, bro, this dude hides like because he doesn't want to be put in positions where he's on the ball. I mean, for against Arsenal. How many touches did you have? What was that? You had two, and it was like what the 80th something minute at that point. Like, this isn't me having an agenda. This is just me just viewing someone <laughs> and facts. telling you guys that yo, I don't think that he's he, it's not even I don't think I believe don't. <laughs> I, he, he's not very good to play at this level. And I think that having someone like Matic next to him was good, but I don't know, bro. Obviously, our last game at Old Trafford, it was good that we got the win, but I look at this team and I think that this team has to continue to play for the rest of the season because I think it's important that we lock up Europa. I think we we have a decent shot of locking up Europa. And with Ten Hag coming in, I think the more games that he has, um, the better so, so that he is able to kind of, you know, properly evaluate these players and get the guys in that he needs and get the guys out that just aren't good enough. And ultimately, Europa League gives us a shot to get back into Champions League too. So... If we can win that, um, obviously we're back in Champions League the following year. But for the rest of the season, I mean, you know, I I would like to see more performances like this. And I just think that, I don't know, bro, I walk away from this game thinking to myself, like, in order for us to be good, man, and this is for next year, like, we have to get rid of a lot of players. The only players that I think I would keep from today's lineup, easily, Ronaldo, this from the players that played today. I keep Sancho, but he didn't play today. Ronaldo, Bruno, Varane, De Gea. Everybody well, else? Ilanga? Ilanga too. But Il- Ilanga, okay. I, I don't want Ilanga to be my starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't have him be my starter. But yeah, I would keep Ilanga too. I thought Ilanga put in a shift today too. I he thought he was shift. But like, everybody else? you can else? tell that Ronaldo likes him because Ronaldo will pay, like, Ronaldo and him link up. Take He's one of those win. players that he can instruct. Bro, if Ronaldo's listens. telling you to do something, that means he wants to get you the ball. He yeah. listens. He listens. He asks questions, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Marcus, like, you can't tell Marcus Rashford nothing. You can't tell, like, Lingard nothing. Them dudes are past it. They won't. They won't. It's been track back. What? They won't do anything. And can I just say something, though? 
Go ahead. I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot that two academy graduates, right? Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard. Last game at Old Trafford, you can't get a minute. And can think about some of the substitutes that came in today. You're Cavani. telling me that first Cavani, Phil Jones, Jones, Phil Jones. and Fred. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Juan Mata started over you. Alanga started. And remember, these are academy graduates. And I think it just says a lot, man. I think it just says a lot about, again, I, I think next year, I, I think that the club needs to allow, you know, the manager to just make the decisions that need to be made. And quite frankly, some of these guys that have been, you know, comforted and, and coddled for the past three years, nah, like it's not good enough and 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 sometimes you need to unsettle uncomfortable conversations are good to have they may be uncomfortable in in in, in the in, in the moment but sometimes it's not about what you want to hear it's about what you need, what to, you hear. need to hear yeah. so okay. farewell from old trafford <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought y'all i thought y'all looked good today I, i'm not gonna lie i thought the the ball movement, everything, pretty much from top to bottom, you guys dominated and controlled. Shout out Veron too. Yeah. Um, right. First first Premier League goal. First uh man United goal. So that's dope. Um, and clean sheet. It's been a yeah, minute. Clean sheet. Yeah, clean sheet. Yeah. Spurs. Um, Shout out Spurs. Shout out Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I think I think you guys look good today, man. I think you guys look good. I, I really didn't. I don't have much to say about the match. I mean, there's not much to say about you guys right now because I feel like you guys are just in this limbo period of, okay, we want the season to end. We want to make sure we still get, you know, Europe, but we want the season to end. We want this new manager to come in. We want these players to leave. We want the new players to come in. And that's where I feel like you guys are at. And then once all that gets sorted, then, you know. I feel like every match from now on is an audition for Ten Hag. Because he's watching. It should be. I just think that you're right, Quinones. It should be. I just think that some of these players, to be honest with you, I just feel like they just can't be asked to, you know, put in a shift, put in hard work, you know, really like fight for your place. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I don't know. Again, you would think that there's a want to fight, though. Yeah. Well, then those players have to go because you don't have the mentality. You don't have the the criteria of what we should be looking for. I mean, the problem is, is that this club is looking for guys that, you know, are big on social media and that's what they Bati want. boy. You know, and, and, and like, that's, it's, 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 it's a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great performance today. I, I think, I think it was important that they got a win in the last home game because just for their mental state for the fans. Too. Yeah. For the fans, the fans deserve it. And I think just, I mean, these players can't handle criticism. And you know what, though? You know what's funny? I don't find it a coincidence that when we're, like, not – because, like, we're out of the top four race and that pressure's kind of lifted off of us, I, I don't find it a coincidence that we just play better. Some of these guys – The announcers were saying it, too. There's no yeah. stress. They could, <laughs> no yeah, stress. and, like, th- this is this what you want to hear about a professional team? Like, your team? <laughs> like, what? I'm playing with no stress, so I'm playing better and – that just tells me that you're not up for playing for that badge, man. And it's okay. But, like, and that's why I'm critical about some of the guys that we always talk about off camera. That, like, you know, you guys may think that I have agenda against them. I just don't think that they're good enough to play for the clubs that we support. I mean, bro, like, you have to be, I believe still, you got to be the best of the best to play for some of these teams. You can't just, like, stroll in and be like, oh, 
I'm Harry Maguire. I've been relegated four or five times and I'm the captain of Manchester United. Like, really? That's I a problem. You, dog. I feel you. I feel you on that. But speaking of um, agendas, agendas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because there, there is one man who we all know that has an agenda against another man who is seemingly keeping his club in fourth place. They said it's a third place race. <laughs> yeah. What's They're the saying? They're saying it's a third they place say, race. Keep your uh, friends close and your enemies closer. Not like that. Arteta out. <laughs> West Ham's in London too, man. It was another derby to this this past weekend. That was a huge win for Arsenal, I will say. That's a huge dub for the Gunners, Arteta and company. Massive win. Yeah, um, sh- shout out Rob Holding, his first his first Premier League goal, right? Yes, sir. Shout out Rob Holding. Um, RH. <laughs> You can't even give him a nickname, man. You just been using initials. I'll be like RH16. You feel me? But nah, man. So you guys, I'm telling you, and I said this during predictions, Arsenal will be fourth place. For sure. They're going to be fourth place this year. Um, They're now two points clear of Tottenham. Three points behind Chelsea. We're all level at 34 matches. Uh, what you got to say about Arteta this week? Arteta out. That's what I got to say. Um, but once again, good job, buddy. Hey, we needed it. Um, this is a match, to be honest, I expected to win. It's not one of those matches where I thought, like, I'm not going to say it wouldn't be difficult or, like, you know, we wouldn't have to put in a shift, but I personally expected to win. Um, West Ham's one of those teams where we just have their number. Like, you know, there's certain teams where, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys, I feel like every team has, you know, one team where it's like, no, we got them. Like, we expect to take care of business no matter if we're in a rut or if we're this or that. Like, there's yeah. certain teams when we see them, we know it's smoke for them. Get West right. Ham is just, yeah, it's just GRG. GRG. It's a GRG. Yeah. Um, West Ham is just one of those teams, to be honest. I, I mean, we we've our record against West Ham is like stellar, like very, 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 very good. Um, so I expected history to repeat itself. Um, West Ham hasn't been playing that great. Their focus is obviously on Europa League. Um, and I expected to go in there and take care of business, uh, which we did. Um, not necessarily the way I would have wanted to, but it was great. You know, Gabriel was able to get a goal. Um, Rob Holding was able to get goal on his, uh, uh, his first Premier League goal, so it was it was great to see. Um, you know, a great tough win away from home that we needed, especially when Tottenham won earlier that day. You know, talk about pressure. You know, if if you think if anybody out there thinks that we didn't know the result of the Tottenham match before we played, is you're mistaken. We every player knew going into West Ham that this is a must win match, or else we are no longer in the driving seat for for top four anymore. Um, so, you know, for them, you know, taking that pressure, uh, you know, w- without a couple starters, um, or, well, not I've got a starters, but without Ben White, you know, our starting center back to go in there, Rob Holding to come in and, and put in another shift. Like he honestly has been all season, man. I, I can't even talk about it enough, bro. That Rob Holding, I, I've had a lot of not good, so good things, things to say about him in, in 
in the past, but this season, I, I have to commend you, bro. You might have started and had a little rough start, but when we got rolling and we need you to come in and put in a shift, you you didn't drop the level. The level has rarely, rarely dropped with you um, since you know you've you, you've been since you, this season, to be honest. So, uh, big ups to you, man. Um, great to see Tomiyasu uh, come in and, and start the match as well. Glad to see that he's back. Um, but yeah, it was it was overall it was a good match. Um, I'm glad we get able to get three points, and you know I'm just looking week by week, man. Looking week by week, um, not looking trying trying not to look too much to that Spurs game right now because you know it's still two weeks away. Uh, but it's tough not to. Um, you know, our seat our, our top four is on that match. Like, and and this is the thing, and this is how I'm looking at it from Arsenal's perspective. This Sunday we play Leeds away at Leeds. Also this weekend, Tottenham plays Liverpool, and I believe it's at Anfield. Oh, um, I I forgot exactly where it's at. Let me check real real quick. Sorry. Um, but Tottenham plays Liverpool this week. I think they're fucking. And, <laughs> and um, three point lane, right, Cornelius? Oh, and yeah, it's at it's at Anfield, and uh, these are two teams that <laughs> these are two teams that you know have a uh, who. Desperately need wins. Liverpool wants to win the league, so they have to win if they want any chance. And Tottenham wants top four, so they have to win if they want any chance. From from an Arsenal's perspective, this week is a major, I think, I don't even know, just a super big opportunity for us to go five points above. Because I expect to beat Leeds. Straight up, I expect to beat them. I expect to beat Leeds, and I expect Liverpool to beat Tottenham. So that leaves, if we beat Leeds, that leaves us with 66 points, hopefully a, a, a positive goal differential, so maybe plus one to plus whatever on goal differential. And that leaves Tottenham, you know, losing at least by one goal, so they're losing a goal on goal differential, and they're staying at 61 points. So I think Liverpool beat them. But then that next week, we play Tottenham. Yeah. So that next week, we go to three-point lane, you know, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whatever you want to call it. And if we get three points there, top four is now secured. There's no way that Tottenham can statistically beat us to get top four at that point. And that's all I'm looking at right now. It's these next two weeks for us are finals. These next two weeks for us are the most important weeks of the Premier League season. Yeah. If we win these next two matches, we are top four secured, solidified, done deal. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are secure. Um, so if I'm an Arsenal player, I'm locked in for the next 14 days. Simple as that. For the next 14 days, lock in, do whatever you need to do, you know, whatever rituals you need to do, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Mentally, yes. spiritually. Yeah. It, every, Ramadan is watch, over. Everybody yeah, can eat everything. Food right. In. Exactly. All everything. <laughs> Everyone needs to be a hundred percent locked in because if you went on, if you went on Sunday, you should be biting at the chomps to go beat your rivals at their home and secure top four in their stadium, their brand new billion dollar stadium. That'll be a such a statement mm-hmm. and such a. You already know how much I don't like like them, so it's like it'd be such a, it'd be such a joy. It'd be a, it would be a real thing for you know a rivalry that to, to you know kick a team out of top four and to secure top four like that in in an away stadium. So. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, you know, I just hope that we can continue to 
to keep pushing Arteta keep doing what you're doing because obviously right now it's working um and and just get these boys ready don't don't look too listen Tottenham will come Tottenham will come just get get our boys ready for Leeds let's take business uh take care of business at Leeds and then for that next seven days up until Tottenham it's it's go time straight Bro, go time. to to piggyback on everything you just said and obviously Leeds you guys have to take care of them but you know assuming you guys beat them you know Graham LaSalle and all those pundits are are, are right in bars right now for that Arsenal Tottenham match. They are writing they're right in lines right yeah. now. They they got their managers told them two weeks. You got two weeks to write something that come I up with some say. shit. Y'all better yeah. Yeah. because that is gonna be the biggest match of the year, bro. I'm telling you that right now. Arsenal finally on the verge of top four versus a Tottenham team that Conte has made a resurgence on. Yeah. Bro, I mean, that's it's literally what we live for. That's going to be the biggest match of the year. So obviously, yeah, look forward to Leeds because you have to take care of business there. But I'm just letting you know in case you want to downplay it or do whatever. That is the biggest match of the Premier League season, bro, for everybody, for everybody involved. You said it. That holds a lot of teams' fate. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that sure. will be a big, big match. So, I mean, shout out to Spurs, though, man. Shout out to Conte and Spurs for Absolutely. being. Absolutely. Uh, Gotta say shout out to Spurs and Conte. You know, Leicester. They, they weren't supposed to be here. You know what I'm They saying? started off with Nuno, man. It was a rough year for them as well. Let's yeah. not just start, started off hot, Started off hot and then fell off real quick. Hot Spurs, yeah. you know? N- N- yeah. <laughs> the hot Spurs. N- Nuno. They Harry beat City Kane. to start off the year. Yeah. The Harry Kane yeah. situation. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Look at him. He he scored this past weekend. Hung Min- Son, Son had a banger left hang, foot. Hang, how you say? Hung Min Song. Hung you Min know Song. what I'm saying? Hung Min Son. One of, the, one of the best players of the Premier League. People won't tell you that, but he's one of the best players. Easily. The Absolutely. I Easily. think he's top wax. three. Put that on wax. But um, this season, for me, he's been top three. Um, but yeah, man. I mean... Who 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 could have predicted this at the beginning of the year? Arsenal, you know, coming in hot. Look, you know, they've turned a corner. Spurs, new manager with Conte. And yeah, man, I mean, where's the game? Where's the North London? Where's the... It's at, it's at, Spurs. It's at Spurs. It's at Spurs. So, I mean... It's, it's written up in the stars for us, man. It's literally in the stars for us. Take care of business this week. Go to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Go to the rival in front of you know their new billion dollar stadium, with yeah. you know the gold Tottenham Hotspur sign on the top of the stadium. All their fans, I think it holds like what 80, 000, 60, 60 some thousand, yeah. 60, 70 thousand, something like that. All those people and go silence them at home. It's written in the stars and make top four and then go to Champions League. It's written in the stars for us, man. It's literally written. I do want to ask you this though. So like lately, obviously, Inketia has been starting up top. I think Lacazette, Lacazette's on the bench. So how do you feel about, like, you know, you, your, I guess, chances going in, you know, like if, because I'm assuming that that's probably the, the lineup, you know, barring, you know, if, if Ben White comes back and if Tierney comes back, I mean, you played like a pretty solid lineup. And then you played a, a, a good game too. Um, what do you think about your chances going into that game with, like not having that, like, I guess the nine that, you know, you would have 
one of them. Because I know yeah. you, I know, I know you, you have your, you know, things and get there. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we, I have to be okay with it. We have another choice. It's it's one of those things where Lacazette, I'm sorry, but you don't score goals. We need goals. And even though Eddie Nketiah isn't the best goal scorer, he's been scoring goals. He's been he's been more active. He makes runs in behind. And to be honest, he's providing a lot of the same things that Lacazette. He's dropping in deep. He's getting possession, playing. You know, he he's kind of doing some of the the same thing Lacazette does in a sense. Um, it's just set, except it's just more attacking. You know, upside to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, you know, I've always had my things with Eddie, uh, but he's putting putting in shifts. I can't I can't really be be too mad at him especially when we need him this is a time where you know if we had to go through Lacazette these past two matches three matches I don't know where we're at yeah simple as that I don't I don't know where we're at so you know he's been putting in shifts I don't think our lineup should change that much to be honest um you know I'm I'm guessing Tamiyasu starting from here on out maybe you know it it could it could be that I'm not sure um but to be honest right now I'm late Tamiyasu played yesterday um the way Cedric's been playing, I don't, I don't mind either one of them starting right now. They're both. I mean, I want to say Tommy Asu's in form, his first game back in months. But Tommy Asu looked like he didn't miss a beat. Really, uh, Cedric came in, put in, you know, gave us good minutes. The only, to be honest, the only thing from the lineup that I personally really, really wanted to change um, was when I, I wanted to start Smith Rowe. I didn't want Martinelli to start this match. Uh, he hasn't really provided much these past couple of matches. Now he, he did have the assist to, to Gabriel, the gaming assist to Gabriel this past weekend. Um, but for me, he hasn't, he, he hasn't been doing it for me. He just hasn't, he hasn't been playing well. Um, and I think, you know, Smith Rowe, especially coming off that goal um, and then, you know, going into his West Ham match, which was super important. I think that, you know, he should have gotten that start. He did it. Um, Martinelli did all right. Got us an assist, got us a goal, or got us uh got us an assist, got a game winning assist, and eventually we ended up winning the game. But you know, um, that's the only thing I'd really change. So I, I don't think for me, I don't think Arteta really has that many big decisions to make outside of you know if Ben White comes back, obviously put Ben White in the back in the in the back line. Um, if you want to choose Tamiyasu or, or Cedric, I, I'm okay with that too. Um, especially with uh Leeds being a, a more kind of a more open side. I wouldn't be mad starting Cedric just so we're in a more attacking presence. I'm giving Saka a little bit more support. So I, I don't mind any start right there. Um and and, and starting Eddie and Kete because if you know Leeds, Leeds is known for blunders in the back. Um, you know, Ailing, uh I mean Saka should have a field day. Um yeah. Martinelli should have a field day. Uh but you know I I think we'll be. I think we'll be good. I don't think our lineup needs much tweaking, to be honest. I just think that we need to just move forward and and keep playing how we've been playing and get results. If we get you know results this week, get a result next week. What's up? You know, it's crazy. Uh, y'all should go back and watch last episode because last episode, Gabriel, I specifically asked you what your prospects were for top four. Now, I was going to ask you every single week. But you already answered my question based on everything you said. But no, I you, answered that weeks ago when you said, do you no, make top it, four? And I said, we have to get points against Chelsea. We won. And that kickstarted all this. So I asked I asked you this two weeks ago, and I asked you this last week. Two weeks ago, you guys had lost three in a row, correct? And mm, then three, yeah. now you have won three in a row. 
And you see how two weeks make the narrative change? Because last week you came on here after beating Chelsea and after beating United in successive back-to-back wins and still saying, yo, you know what, Arteta, this, that, and the third. And I was like, yo, that is good and daddy. And, and I know you're making faces, but you were saying, I know Arteta. I know he can go on a run of not winning 10 in a row and then he could do this. So just because he beat two teams in a row doesn't mean that I... And I was like, look, I hear you because I also understand. But when I look at the course of 2022 and what he's done although you guys had injuries and you guys went through a spell where you lost three bad matches to bottom table teams i'm not disputing that over the past two weeks you finally got some people more healthy you finally seen arteta say okay let me get my players big up for these big matches again and now you're going into another big match leads and then there's another big match tottenham and again I'm not going to ask you what your prospects are. You've already told us what your team has to do or what you believe your team has to do to get top four. And again, the question I'm going to ask you with, and we can leave on here is, have you started to see Arteta's plan start to mold a little bit over the last, and I asked you the same question last week, but have you seen his plan start to mold? And does this give you more confidence going into next year? I know you haven't secured top four. I know all that is still up in the air. But with a month left, are you starting to be a little bit more warm to the idea of Arteta? Because just like Salam said last week, you're going to have, whether you like it or not, you're going to be stuck with As an outsider looking in, I don't want you guys to keep Arteta because I think he's figuring it out. But as an insider, do you think he's figuring it out? Um, sure. I mean, yeah, I guess he's figuring it out. He's he's means to get on the job. He has more experience. So I, I mean, two years now. So yeah, he's figuring it out a little bit more. But um, am I am I seeing his master plan or whatever the case? Nobody may be? said master plan. No, Anybody I mean no, no, but but no, I mean he has a he he came in. He with has an idea of, of what he thinks Arsenal yeah, can be for yes. sure. Absolutely. He came in. He came in with a plan. Am I seeing this yeah. plan starting to come to fruition? I wouldn't say that yet. No. Um, do I see what he's trying to do in a sense? Yeah, I can see what he's trying to do. Um, but do I? Am I opening? I up? would argue that those are the same things. So, saying you don't see his master plan, but you see what he's trying to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I see what he's trying to do, but I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's executing it correctly. That is a better answer. I like. That. Sorry, yeah, that's a much better answer. Um, but I can see, I can see his vision. Sure, yes, I can see what he's trying to do. Um, now, I just still don't know what that guy. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm. Am I opening up to him? Not really. Um, there's not, there's not much warmth from me still. To be honest, I still don't want him to be our manager. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. You know, if he gets his top four, I will gladly, you know, it. I will fully back him next season. You will not hear any more Arteta outs, no matter how poorly, unless we're like about to get relegated, but you won't hear any of that. I will nothing like that. Um, but I, I, like I, like I said before, I can't fault the guy at, you know, we now have the third most wins in the premier league. We're in fourth place fighting to, you know, keep that, but also you never know we could end up 
third. You never know how the league works with three points behind Chelsea. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, if someone told me that at the end of this, at, with four games left, that we'd be three points behind Chelsea, I, I'd give you my life savings and said you can. I'll bet they do that have the third most wins in the Prem. That's actually twenty wins. Sickening. Yep, yeah, we have twenty wins. Um. So, so yeah. Um. Now, oh, come on. I'm gonna keep dropping subtle stats on y'all every week. <laughs> oh, that's true. You guys either <laughs> you know, win or you lose. There's no. Yeah. There's no in between with us. Twenty yeah. wins. I think eleven losses and like three a draws. couple, three draws. Yeah. Yeah. There's no in between with us. We either win. But or it lose. is impressive. It, I mean, because you're behind Liverpool and Chelsea, uh, City, right? And City, right, with their, so, their most wins. And, you know, we have not the most. We have the fifth. We're tied for, I think, like fourth or fifth top clean seats. We have 12. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I, what we've done statistically this season uh, in terms of, you know, wins, clean sheets, um, you know, it's, it's much, much better. Um, but at the same time, I'm... I'm not sold. If you're telling, if you're asking me if I'm sold, even even if he gets top four, I'm still I'm still going to sit here and say I'm not sold. I'm not sold yeah. on him. Um, but I w- I will give him props where props are due. I can't fault the guy. I mean, we're in a, a much much better position than we were last year. Um, and you know, as up to this point, we've been getting the job done. Uh, so and that's what that's what kills me though. It's like some of those losses could have easily been draws, like. Yeah. Easily, and then even if even out of the eleven, even if you take three of those matches and make them draws, bro, we're five points ahead. <laughs> like yeah. it's a completely different conversation. Um, sure. But you know, hopefully those those losses or those losses will turn into draws or wins next season. But but to answer your question, you know, I'm not sold on them. Um, my heart's really not opening it up. Uh, but I I can see I can somewhat see a vision of what he's trying to do with our club. Yes. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Yeah, so on the clean sheets, Liverpool has 21. City has 20. Chelsea got 15, and then Arsenal 13. Yeah, 21. Yeah, y'all talk about No, no, no. Talk, talk about um, Luis. Luis has, is on the same amount of clean sheets as Mendy. You want to put it out there? Yep. Luis has 13. Luis has Lloris. 13, and Mendy has 13, no? Yeah. Yeah, but you had to remember that as or what's the name? Kappa played a few games oh, okay. at Afcon. Okay. Well, I, well, it's either way. Spurs and Chelsea on the same. Yeah, yeah, been. That's what no, I mean. No, 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 no. Spurs, 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 and Arsenal are on the same amount of clean sheets. You both have thirteen. We have fifteen. It's okay. I'm looking it up right now. All right. I was talking. I was talking. I'm talking about strictly Premier League, not not. I'm, I'm of also talking strictly Premier League. Um, I mean, I saw, the, I saw the stats today on the on, on the. Uh, that's TV. what I'm saying. Maybe Mendy had 13, but Kepa played a few games while he was in Afcon. Oh, okay, right, right, right. okay. So he probably got yeah. two. Okay, yeah. It's us 15. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's that's what the stat I saw. Yeah, it said Larice and Mendy are on the same clean sheets. Um, yeah. yeah, we we Salam, I saw the face. Yeah, I said oh, like Mendy or Larice. You know, yeah, yeah. So, no no one looked. Like, no one looked up United because yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. that. No, this yeah, isn't yeah. about United. I just yeah, 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 yeah no. I'm just like Larice. No, but I know. I just right. I was just putting it out there. I just put it out there. Um, that's 21 clean sheets by Liverpool is crazy though. Um, but yeah, even it's 20 by City. It's still nuts. But yeah, um, to kind of go to, to kind of go into predictions, I already told everybody that I expect us to win for sure. This weekend, yeah. I expect three, three nil, three one. Yeah, I want to go in there. I want to set the tone. I want to set the tone. 
at Leeds. I forgot what the stadium's called. What's the stadium called again? Ellenda Road. Ellen Road. Ellen Road. Yeah. I want to go to Ellen Road and I want to set a statement and let Tottenham know early that we're not on games. We're not on games. This is this is what it is. We're gonna come in there and just just how uh just how we went to Leeds and, and we put we put our hands on them. We're gonna come into Tottenham Hotspur's stadium. We're gonna put our hands on you. Mm. So I, I wanna I want three three goals. But we need our attackers to score. I, I, that's one thing I don't like to talk we'll just kind of finish with Arsenal. That's one thing I don't like. I, our attackers aren't providing enough. Saka, I'm sorry. Martinelli, Nketiah, Odegaard, I'm sorry. You guys are not providing enough. I need more from you. Attacking-wise, I need more from you goal-wise. All of you. I need more. I need more because we want to be where we want to be and we want to compete in Champions League and compete in these competitions. You guys are gonna. You guys are the driving force. You guys are going to need to score goals, and and or assist. Simple as that. And I'm gonna need more of it. You know, we can't we can't rely on Gabrielle and Rob Holding to get goals to for us to you know get top four yeah. and and you know move in the direction that we want to move into. Carolina FC. <laughs> yo, for real. Um, yo, Gabriel got his stuff back quick. So yeah, did Rob Holding for real. Um, but but yeah, so I need more treatment. from our attackers. No cap. I need more from our attackers, but yeah, no, I expect us, I expect us to get the ball rolling with our attackers this upcoming week. We have favorable matchups. Martinelli, if you can get at Trent, you can get at Luke Ayling. Um, Saka, you give anyone smoke on your side. So I need you to give them smoke and get on your left foot and score. So was that but yeah three three no three one wow um i guess i'll try and top that uh we got um brighton munich away at the american express stadium um oh you gotta stop with this <laughs> brighton munich man they they um the brighton, they, listen they can turn up they can turn up on you and they and, can and um i think it will be a tough game i think that they They've been inconsistent all year, but, you know, I, I always feel like any opponent is always up for, you know, a game against Man United. I think more or less if, if, if the same players play that played today, um, I think we have a decent shot at winning. Um, even if one Mata Matic can only give us 60, 70 minutes, I'll take that because um, I thought Juan Mata had a great game uh, today against Brentford. I thought Matic had a great game. Our center backs look good. Um, our outside backs. I mean, I feel like the delivery could have been better, but I thought they were more productive than the guys that usually play. Ronaldo's back on the clean sheet. I think he's scoring. And yeah, man, I, I see us winning uh, 2-1 away from home. Um, We got Wolves at home. I will say it on the pod. This is a GRG. We got home. Oh. Mm. We got to get this dub before. What? We this is a GRG? 100%. We just lost to Everton. the 18th best team in the Premier League. So if yeah, we can't. Yeah, no, no, no. You're so not the only this one. Is, this is a GRG. Dang, did we all lose to Everton sense. this season? We all did. <laughs> we all what? Did. Bro, that's yeah, actually Dang. sad. Yeah. That's all sad. Yeah. All, of, all, the, all of our teams lost to Everton. Yeah. What? How many wins do they have this season? Have they got nine points from us, <laughs> bro. They, bro, they have nine wins. Three of the wins are at least yeah, from Arsenal. And the first United. time we played them, we tied them. Wow. We have a year this year. That's crazy. 
So this is a GRG, huh? GRG. Um, thinking two nil. Honestly, we're at home, so hopefully we can we could just get a very very confident win. Oh, you're at home. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 hoping two nil, leading mm-hmm. right into that showdown at Wembley, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely be uh in your best interest <laughs> to to secure a dub because if Arsenal, I mean Arsenal's on your tail, man. I mean that's starting to become a reality. So I'm honestly uh, not worried about it though. Come around to the. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, uh, no, no, it's it's know? reality. I'm just not worried about it. Yeah, come around to the fact that you know who knows you you might be in Europa. <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League's a weird place, man. I'm just saying. I mean, there is a technically a scenario where there's a scenario. If that happens, but I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna bring it up. This back I up. was. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring it up. But there's technically a scenario that it's not even technically. Play. We just gotta lose two games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for we real. Just like, gotta win. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not even the technicality. Yeah, Spurs so. right there too. So yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's tight, man. Good shit, man. Uh. Yeah, appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in and um, good luck to you and your future endeavors.